0: Welcome to the Sussex Studentpreneur Series, the podcast that shines a spotlight on the inspiring world of startups founded by students at the University of Sussex. In each episode, we'll embark on a journey of innovation and resilience as we delve into the captivating stories behind student-founded businesses. We'll explore the triumphs, challenges, and lessons learned, providing invaluable insights for aspiring young entrepreneurs who dare to dream big and a deep dive that will help investors fully grasp the potential of these startups. Welcome to today's episode. Um, I have with me Satak, and he's going to tell us about his business, Flexiphone. Would you like to introduce the startup and yep. tell us about Hi guys,
1: I'm Satak and I'm the founder of FlexiPhone, which is the UK's first 100% digital app-based and multi-network uh, mobile plan. So we have a 60-second onboarding process where you are able to download our app, select a plan, and then uh, you are able to activate the cellular service instantly by just uh, installing the eSIM within the app. There's, there is no need of uh, physical SIM cards for connecting to this cellular service. Everything is digital. On our platform and we are also multi-network which means that our customers are able to connect to uh, EE, O2, Phones, and 3s network based on the coverage in their area so for example if you are in Sussex Uni O2 has the best 5G coverage it would automatically connect to O2 and if you are in uh, London Bridge let's say over there EE's coverage it is the best so it would automatically switch between both of those the, the networks, yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um, I would like you to, to tell everyone why you decided to start this business or why you decided to embark yourself in this entrepreneurial journey.
1: So I arrived to the UK about a year ago and I was quite surprised to see that the network coverage is still patchy even in this digital age and uh, i mean there are many many areas where one operator might have great coverage whereas the other one might have no service at all and uh, this actually made me think that why not build a solution where uh, we can have multiple networks on a, on, on a single sim card and uh, this would actually drastically boost coverage so my background is actually in electronics and telecommunications uh, the engineering and uh, I do understand that uh, implementing five G coverage, which is the next big thing, is is pretty expensive for uh, operators, and not one single operator can imp- implement hundred uh, percent landmass with five G coverage. So uh, the idea of uh, having multiple networks on a on a single SIM card where your uh, sim automatically switches between networks with the best coverage is something that's quite ideal i've uh, i've seen pretty many people over here who carry sim cards from multiple networks just to uh, let's say be safe from the risk of uh, not having connectivity especially people who uh who, who are delivery drivers or, or someone who drives for uber or uh, Let's say anyone involved in logistics do have multiple SIMs and uh, our solution exactly caters to that problem. Plus, uh, we are not only limited to anybody in a specific sector. We we have built this solution where you are able to just download an app and then get connected instantly. So it is not like you have to go to a store and then... uh, Uh, let's say, hear about all the offers and Mm -hmm. uh, negotiate on on them. Traditionally, multi-network SIM cards are available in the market, but they are primarily B2B. Mm -hmm. And we are uh, trying to bring this uh, uh, in a B2C environment where uh, anyone can get them at a very uh, cost-effective way. So for example, our uh, tariffs are uh, typically start at £10 a month.
0: Wow. Which
1: is quite affordable, yeah.
0: Yeah, that is really affordable. That sounds great. And in everything that you've done so far, I was going to ask you, what are the biggest challenges that you've encountered? But also, I want to focus on the wins. What are some of the main wins that you've accomplished as well?
1: Uh, so, let's talk about the good things and and the wins first. So, we just signed our first contract with three uh, a month back at the MVNO's Mobile World Congress in uh, in Amsterdam last month. So, that was actually a, a big win for us, and and win, and we had actually worked a lot. So it sounds pretty easy signing a contract with the mobile network, the op- operator. But uh, at the back uh, there is six months of continuous uh, negotiations and uh, and and whatnot, which goes behind. Uh, in terms of the challenges which we face to the come on to this stage, so uh, first of all. Uh, uh, obviously it, it was that uh, I'm a young entrepreneur. I, I don't have any commercial experience in uh, launching a mobile operator. and uh, telecommunications industry is, is somewhere where there is a huge barrier to to entry, not that anybody can go and start a mobile network. So, so you actually need to have those connections. And what uh, helped me overcome this challenge and get to know more people was obviously networking. So it initially I attended a couple of sessions of the Startup Sussex uh, in the last uh, semester and there I got to know about... Uh, lot of events which happened where I actually went and uh, through those events I, I made more connections and I got introduced to uh, a couple of people in the industry through which I attended events in that particular domain so uh, telecommunications and uh, networking is how I was uh, able to connect with the right partners such as three BT and yeah the, all these telecommunication companies.
0: That sounds really good. And now that you've mentioned actually the entrepreneurship team through Startup Sussex, I was going to ask you, like, what type of support have you received from them? How do you think they have enabled you to launch FlexiPhone and, and how have they empowered you to make the decisions that you have so far?
1: Yeah so the entrepreneurship team has been great in, uh, in terms of uh, arranging uh, sessions and uh, workshops with the uh, valuable uh, speakers and the and mentors who have come in uh, to the uni or, or or given some sort of uh, webinars and uh, obviously you uh, it, they have given us a community of like-minded people so now uh I have a group of people who, whom we meet uh, every week who are actually like-minded and who, who do the same thing. So it is more about the motivation, which you are actually able to get uh, seeing all the other guys work. That also actually makes a, a very huge difference because uh, at the uni, you are in a environment where you are always in your class and with your professors so your uh, obviously your uh, goals are mainly to score well and uh, work towards your uh, dissertation and uh, assessments but when you have uh, these uh, so, sort of events and these sort of meetups uh, uh, i believe it uh, changes your mind and uh, and it, it does actually make you think that why not build something which actually solves real world problems which is what entrepreneurship is all, all about
0: yeah, I think that now our listeners would like to know what is the future of FlexiPhone? What do you have in store um, for the company and how do you see it moving forward?
1: Yeah, so we would be launching our product in the September of 2023 by the end week. And uh, yeah, that's our initial plan. Apart from that, our future plan, actually it includes white labeling this solution to uh, to other operators uh, in the region so uh, we, i'm pretty confident to say that we have one of the most uh, advanced um, tech when compared to the, any other operator uh, out there currently and uh, in fact we have uh, operators in countries such as netherlands come to us and then they also want this solution so we plan to also build this uh, into a a platform which any operator could potentially use,
0: yeah. Are you thinking of including any roaming services, or are you focusing on the UK specifically? How how does that work?
1: Great, so that's a very it it interesting question. So uh, after Brexit, obviously uh, most of the operators are charging pretty much hefty fees for the roaming, and uh, earlier it, it was. Uh, I, actually free by law so when the uk actually left the european single market and the european union uh there was no mandate for the operators to offer free roaming in the eu and same goes for uh, eu-based operators there's no mandate to offer free roaming in the uk and we know that uh, uh that Millions of people actually travel between the this area uh, each and every single month, so we have uh, come up with free worldwide and uh, affordable worldwide uh, roaming. So I would say we are looking at offering a free. Roaming in 75 plus countries, which obviously includes the EU, US, uh, Australia, Canada, Middle East and uh, a couple of uh, countries where uh, uh, tourists and business travelers from the UK actually visit. Apart from that, it in terms of the other countries, we do plan to offer affordable rates which might match the local rates offered by the operators so how we are able to do it is that we use something called as the multi mz technology so you remember that i spoke uh, about this multi-network so this is possible by having multiple profiles or on a single sim card so potentially we could actually do it for uh, multiple countries where one sim card can uh, the hold 15 20 different profiles so uh, let's say if you go to rome uh, it in the states it could pick up a profile of, uh, of a network of the operator the, over there and then it would be able to offer you the affordable uh, rates for that particular country uh yeah
0: that's really cool because I actually struggled with that. I visited a friend in New York a couple of months ago and when I got to the US, I realized that if I wanted to use any of my either European or UK-based SIM card, I was going to get charged an insane amount of money. So I had to very quickly go online and find a digital SIM card to put on my phone. eSIM, yeah? Yeah, an eSIM. But that was such a hassle and I really didn't need that stress added onto my trip. It was meant to be a quite a cool trip and the first thing that I did was, you know, having to stress over that. So I think, you know, it would really help. It would have really helped me and I'm sure it's gonna really help other people that are in similar situations to that. Yeah, so you've mentioned the technology uh, before and I was wondering if you could expand a bit on that. It sounds quite interesting and because the company is very software-based and technology-based and you have background in that, I would love to hear your insights in how it's been building the technology or working with a brand new software.
1: Yeah, so I love to talk about tech because both of the Co-founders of the core team come from uh, the engineering background. Me and Harsh, both of us are uh, the engineers. My background is obviously in uh, electronics and telecommunications, but I have also worked as a software uh, the engineer uh, in the past. Uh, the first challenge which we faced was uh, obviously developing an uh, Android app, iOS app in, in such a short span of time. So so uh, one of the ad- advantages uh, which we had was that both of us th- had a software engineering background. So we were able to build it, everything on our own. But uh, we had to go to online sources uh, such as YouTube to go and uh, learn a- about that tech. And uh, uh, honestly, it was not that big of a challenge for us. For the the challenge, which was much more bigger, was actually dealing with the technical teams at 3UK uh, and uh, and uh, let's say our partner, Console Connect, who who are providing us with the entire uh, platform. Uh, yep. So that was more of a challenge, honestly. So, yeah.
0: When you presented these really big networks, established networks like 3 with your idea, with your code, what was the reaction?
1: Right. So we went on to many, many MNOs and, uh, and MVNEs. So uh, MNO stands for Mobile Network Operator, by the way. It's, uh, it's, it's a technical term that uh, how we define our relationship. So uh, we were actually the first MVNO. MVNO stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operator uh, in the market uh, who were actually coming up with eSIMs. So we started our initial conversations in in around September of uh, 2023. So uh, by that point of time, none of the operators were actually interested into eSIMs. So to give you uh, the context, there are 60 operators uh, in the UK. And only four of them today have uh, eSIMs, and uh, eSIM adoption rates in in the UK are one of the lowest uh, uh, in in the entire Europe. So, uh, for them to to understand the uh, eSIM based proposition, it was it was actually pretty pretty hard. But then something happened, uh, which was that Apple had released their iPhone fourteen in October, which was uh, eSIM only in the US. And now all of the operators have this uh, risk in their head that, uh, okay, the iPhone 15 could be eSIM only in the UK and Europe as, as well. And now they are actually, now they have started focusing on uh, the eSIMs even Today, their uh, eSIM tech adoption is pretty much slow. So uh, when we went to three with this tech, they were quite surprised to see that how come have you guys been able to do it so so quickly? And uh, obviously, one of their questions was that even that you have built this tech, do you think that even customers are going to use this thing? But uh, almost... uh, Nine months down the line, uh, today it is a time when operators are coming after us to inquire about this tech because obviously the future is eSIM only. We won't have any physical SIM cards uh, inside our uh, smartphones. Uh, So slowly things are changing. And uh, if you even see iPhones, every iPhone made after 2018 has an eSIM slot, but uh, people actually don't know. about that. Installing a eSIM is as simple as uh, scanning a QR code with your camera and without any third-party app, app, applications, your SIM card can be added in as uh, in, in as little as 30 seconds.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I actually did not know how eSIMs worked. So that's crazy that you can just scan it. And it's crazy that it's great that you're also bringing that solution now and you're just... Um, that you are envisioning the future and making that possible now as well. So that, that's great. I feel like you've covered a lot already. You've talked about tech, about challenges, about wins as well, about support. So for anyone listening in that wants to support FlexiPhone and wants to support you in your business, what type of investment, what type of expertise or any type of help are you looking for at the minute?
1: So we have been bootstrapped... Uh, the until now uh, we have built uh, everything in-house but obviously since we are going to start in september we would be uh, obviously looking to uh, is a small amount of pre-seed uh, capital in in order to get the ball uh, rolling uh, in the market so next week at the demo date we would be pitching for the elevate grant uh which would help uh, help us cover the uh, the digital marketing expenses in order to acquire the first 500 customers who would be using our platform.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, well, wishing you the best of luck. If anyone wants to get in contact with you or wants to, you know, check out FlexiPhone, is there any email address or any account on the internet or any place in the internet where they can find you?
1: Oh, yeah, the... Best place to connect with us is, uh, the obviously, uk. So, it's Flexi and and the phone with F, so F-O-N-E, so the one with the Vodafone, yeah. So, flexifone.co.uk is our website where you'll be able to see all our plans and then, obviously, contact us as well. And my t- email is satak, so my the, the first name, at, at flexiphone.co.uk. yeah.
0: Amazing. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes. So if any of you listening are interested in contacting Shartak, please check out the show notes for more information. Well, it was a pleasure having you today. It is a pleasure learning more about FlexiPhone and what the future holds for you and for the company. And I wish you the best of luck, really.
1: Thanks. And uh, it was great being at the show and uh, sharing our uh, journey, which might also motivate a couple of other folks
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, Thank you see you next time This series was hosted and produced by Berta Santos and it was a collaboration between the entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex and 76 Podcasting the student-led podcasting network, also at the University of Sussex. The jingle in this series is a snippet of the song If You Lived Here You'd Be Radioactive By Now by Aldous Ignite.